Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today to Off the Bench. Today is Monday, July 5th. It is Mailbox Monday, and we are going to have ourselves a hoot and holler in good time. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. As many of you guys have heard by now, I am running to represent Washington State's 3rd Congressional in the race for Congress for the House of Representatives. We have a very important deadline coming up for fundraising. If you guys care about what's going on in this nation, if it is bothering you that the radical left is pushing to indoctrinate our children through the school system, if you care about what's happening at our border, if you would like to see school choice at the forefront of what we're talking about on the floor of the House of Representatives, I'm going to encourage you to join me in my run for the U.S. House of Representatives. You can support the run by going to HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. You can get on our prayer team. You can volunteer to help. You can absolutely sign up for our email address where we're keeping you guys apprised of what's happening with the campaign and what's happening politically with the issues surrounding Washington State. We appreciate your support and you can support us at Heidi St. John for Congress.com. This ad was paid for by friends of Heidi St. John for Congress. So I'm glad you guys have joined me today. Hey, how was your how was your fourth of July? They banned the fireworks where I live because of fire danger. And it's kind of all I have to say about that. Uh, I read a really interesting article in PJ Media about Independence Day. And I'm going to link back to it in the show notes today. I think it'd be good for you guys to follow PJ Media if you're not already doing it. They said Independence Day has always been one of the great days for Americans to celebrate freedom and independence from tyranny. For some Republicans living in red state America, however, fireworks have been canceled by President Biden for no good reason. Meanwhile, the Biden administration wants to make July 4th a woke holiday so that the progressive wing of his party can set off fireworks without experiencing any American guilt. So get ready for another national holiday, Woke Independence Day. Today's leftist radicals who are burning American cities and calling for the abolition of the police don't want to celebrate Independence Day in the traditional sense, but they see it as the day America decided to preserve slavery. And they want July 4th celebrations to meet the new standards of Biden's woke America. And so the Biden administration is changing the meaning of July 4th from a recognition of the independence of the original 13 colonies to a celebration of Joe Biden saving us from the coronavirus pandemic. That's right. This will allow the American hating left to feel comfortable with July 4th celebrations without being overcome by the liberal guilt that comes with being an American. This administration has adopted Critical race theory's view of American history promoted by the 1619 Project, which, by the way, teaches hatred of our country. The 1619 Project pushes the ideas that America was founded when the first African slave arrived in what is now the United States and that independence was fought to preserve slavery. Those who hate America want to believe that America is a racist nation and would likely be opposed to celebrating traditional July 4th. Therefore, the need arose to redefine the holiday. This is bonkers. And Christy Nome, the amazing Republican governor of South Dakota, she was denied, did you guys hear this, a permit to conduct a traditional celebration of the Declaration of Independence. Biden recently sent out a missive with his redefinition of the holiday, quote, a celebration of independence from the virus. 
This is insane, you guys. Governor Nome responded to Biden's announcement of the new holiday by tweeting, quote, fireworks are fine at the White House, but not at Mount Rushmore. So the Biden administration is showing that they are okay using government power to discriminate against Republican-run states and right-leaning voters. In New York City and Washington, D.C., and many other cities throughout the nation, they held firework displays in a way to continue the long tradition of Americans celebrating independence from the oppressive British rule of King George III. And that's really why we're doing it. So the Biden administration is attempting to redefine Independence Day. You guys, we have got to make changes in 2022. Absolutely have to make changes in 2022. There's no time to waste. Uh, and I just, it's amazing what's going on in our country right now. I, I've been thinking a lot about, you know, obviously I'm home. I had an awesome event in Clark County a couple of days ago, and my husband's continuing to drive our family across the United States. They actually went to Mount Rushmore, and I'm so sad. I'm sad that I missed it. Uh, But we were talking on the phone, and he was saying, this battle that so many of us, you know, you recognize that we're in it, right? I mean, we are in it. This is a battle literally for the heart and soul of this nation, and it's no joke, what God is doing with this country. I mean, I think in many ways we are under judgment and yet God is still at work and he can do anything. And you guys remember the story from Second uh, Kings chapter three. I'm going to read it to you. The next morning about the time of our offering for the sacrifice, there was water flowing in from the direction of Edom and the land was filled with water. And now all the Moabites had heard that the kings had come to fight against them. So every man, young and old who could bear arms was called up and stationed at the border. When they got up early and looked in the morning, the sun was shining on the water. To the Moabites across the way, the water looked red like blood. Now, the Lord told Elisha to have the army dig ditches, right? And God was going to fill those ditches with water so that the armies of Israel, Judah, and Edom could drink. Well, the next morning, water flowed from the direction of Edom and filled the ditches. And so the able-bodied men of Moab gathered to resist the attack. And when they saw the direction of the sunrise and thought the water was blood, the blood of the armies that had come to fight them, what did they do? They rushed headlong into an ambush of ready, thirst-quenched soldiers. The day before, the armies in league with Israel had thought God was against them bringing them to defeat through thirst. Instead, it was God's way of getting them to stop their plans so that he could work. We are often ready to jump into a spiritual battle, ready to take the enemy's territory, but God has his own way of doing things. He may introduce a difficulty to get us to seek his face and go his direction. The very solution to their difficulty was the means God used to trick the army of Moab, therefore killing two birds with one stone. The lesson was that the hand of God would work in their favor if they would seek his face and listen to him. So the next time you face a dead end and you feel like the Lord is working against you, stop and seek his face and find out how he would have you proceed because the difficulty may be preparation for a victory in your life. And I have been reading through the book of of Second Kings right now on the heels of being at the Creation Museum, which hello, such an amazing opportunity for our family. You guys take your family there. Stop dumping your money into ridiculous Disney and and to Universal Studios, these places that are just absolutely hell bent on hurting our children and start supporting places like the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter and places like that. What actually these are teaching your children, not only are they going to have a great time, 
but it's teaching your children why their faith can be trusted, why the Bible can be trusted. It is fantastic. You guys will love it. And it reminds us that that even though we're in a war, God is always at work. And that's kind of the message today. God is always at work and his ways are not our ways. And so we need to be spending more time in prayer. And that has been what the Lord has really been impressing on my heart lately is the importance of prayer and that I need to be up in the morning and alone with him in my closet or outside or in my car or wherever I can get alone with the Lord. You guys, prayer is a powerful weapon. And I think in many ways, we have forgotten just how powerful it is. One of the congresswomen that I was able to spend a couple, a little bit of time with in Washington, D.C. several weeks ago, committed Christian women. In fact, several of the women that I was blessed to spend time with just absolutely love the Lord. And she said to me, you know, Heidi, have you asked the Lord to burden your heart to pray more? And so that's what I did. I, I, I started, I mean, she prayed over me and I began to just ask the Lord, Father, give me a burden for prayer. Give me a burden to spend time with you, to want to be alone with you, to pour my heart out to you in prayer. And you guys, God is doing stuff. He's doing amazing things. And so uh, get along with the Lord and ask the Lord, you know, Holy Ghost, fill me up. Allow me to, uh, to hear from the voice of God in such a way that I feel so close to you. That even when something looks like a hardship in front of me, even when it looks impossible, I can hear your direction and hear your voice that says, hey, come this way, walk this way. That is the Lord of Heaven's armies. That's what he wants to do. I wanted to start by answering questions. It's Mailbox Monday, and so this is my day to answer questions. I'm actually going to do it today and tomorrow because there are so many questions. But I'm going to start. We were just talking about this uh, battle between the Moabites. And the battle that's being fought right now in our nation, uh, really uh, education, you guys have heard me say this a hundred times, is the ground floor. It is ground zero for this thing. It is the hearts and minds of our children of the next generation. These are the ones, uh, our children are the ones who are at risk right now. And I just got a letter from a listener who heard me speak in Iowa and she said, Heidi, I just had a great time listening to you in Iowa and now something major has come up and would love your thoughts. I live by a conservative town in Iowa. About 10 days ago, a 15-year-old girl who apparently identifies as a boy went topless at our local pool. Now, I know where this is. It's all over the news. This is in Pella, Iowa, uh, a very smallish conservative town. And actually, the only reason I knew about the town was because these really awesome young mothers came up and said, if you want to have a really good time, if you want to go do some fun vintage shopping, go to Pella because it'd be a great place to go. Well, we thought about it, and then we ended up at, in um, going to Kansas City instead. So I knew about this town already uh, before I saw it come up in the news. So that's where this is coming from. This actually did happen. So this young woman who identifies as a boy uh, was allowed to go topless at the local pool. Apparently, she did something with tape, but I wasn't there. People complained, but there wasn't anything that the pool would do. This person also used the boys' facilities at the pool. Can you guys even imagine a young, topless girl going into the boys' locker room? Just let that sit. This is the level of the stupidity that we have fallen to because we have uh, we have walked away from God. And that's the bottom line, right? That The Bible teaches in Romans that God gives you over to a depraved mind. There comes a point when God just goes, okay, you want a king? You want to do it your way? Fine, do it your way. Well, that's where we are right now. This mom went on to say, I spoke with a councilman, asked him to stand firm and not allow it. And he said he had to protect taxpayer money first. 
Well, here's a good question for you. Who's going to start protecting our kids? For the city councilman, the state passed a gender identity protection law back in 2007. You guys, they've been planning this hostile takeover for a very long time. I asked him to be bold and he and not allow this type of indecent exposure in our town. I have five kids and I'm so thankful I wasn't there. He said he wouldn't do anything that would put the taxpayer money at risk. Honestly, it makes me mad. Well, it should make you mad. Listen, you guys, if this stuff isn't making us mad, we're not paying attention. His mom went on to say this girl can continue to indecently expose herself, but no one will do anything about it because they want to protect taxpayer money and not have a lawsuit. So the city's decided to do nothing and has considered the case closed. So basically, Iowa is stuck because of the gender identity protection law. If they try to force her to cover up, she'll sue them and win. If I sue the city for allowing indecent exposure, then I would lose because they gender identity protection that Iowa has, correct? People spoke at the last city council meeting, but no one will stand up and be a Daniel. It is fighting to get gender identity removed from a protected class the only way. I would love to do something now that can allow us to enjoy the pool this year without fear of indecent exposure, but it looks like the only way is a long slog through the legislature. So there are a couple of things that that you guys can do to fight this kind of stuff. And the first thing, and I know that this isn't what you want, but this is what God says to do. The first thing is to pray. Have you been getting people together to stand on the front steps of your city council offices? And have you sought the Lord of heaven's armies? Have you really asked him? Have you said, Father, you know, have you brought, have you come out in the open and said, Lord, this is your battle. The battle does not belong to us. The battle belongs to the Lord. And that's absolutely true. And as we as we consider what we're up against, and you guys, I keep telling you this, and I'm 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 sticking to it until the Lord decides I have to I'm getting to go home to heaven. I think things are going to get harder before they get better. And God asks us to pray. Philippians 4, 6, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. The verse goes on to say that then the peace of God, which surpasses understanding, will guard, which goodness we need that, your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. God wants us to pray. He said in in 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, pray without ceasing. So that is, precious mom, that is where you start. And I think we should be bold in our prayers. I think we should start standing on the steps of the county courthouses and standing up at, in front of the places where our city councils meet and we pray and we meet there and we and it becomes a labor, something that we're working at doing. The second thing is I think you are going to have to uh, get in touch with someplace like ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. And I know that they're already aware of this case. I would reach out to them, let them know what's going on in Pella, Iowa. This is wrong. It's wrong on a hundred different levels. These are people who are bullying other people, right? And we've seen this happen over and over again in the culture in the name of being woke, right? In the name of this, uh, it's, it's really a false God is what's happening here. You're watching people who the Bible says they became depraved in mind and they worship the creation rather than the creator. And I think we're seeing a judgment straight out of the book of Romans on our country right now and certainly happening in the culture. We can see what happens when God removes his hand because all that it will take to have chaos ensue in this nation is for God to remove his hand of protection from it. And we have long enjoyed the protection of God. And the people of this country have been, have known, you know, the culture, not everyone, obviously, but the culture known for worshiping God. Well, that's not the case anymore. 
And so we can see what's happening. God is giving people over to a depraved mind because you're, and then I would, I would start mounting a campaign. If I was you, I'd start mounting a campaign to get that city councilman removed. And they did it in Enid, in Enid, Oklahoma. Absolutely. And I've had two of the Enid Freedom Fighters on my show because I think these moms are showing better than almost anybody what can be done if people begin to stand up and say, no, we're not doing that anymore. Absolutely not going to do that anymore. And that is what needs to happen. So I would encourage you that direction. Last question I'm going to answer today comes from Angela in Texas. Her question is, does God still speak to us today? I recently came across an article calling out Priscilla Shire for claiming that God speaks to us and giving tips and advice on how to hear from God. I have to admit, I have always believed the Lord can and does speak to us in many different ways, but I was shocked to find that a quick Google search yielded a lot of results for articles saying God does not speak to us because the Bible fulfilled everything that he would ever need to tell us and that now we have the, the Holy Spirit to help guide us, but that God doesn't speak actual sentences and commands, etc. Okay, so the question, does God speak to us? This comes up all the time. And I'm going to encourage you, well, I'm going to encourage you a couple of different directions. First of all, we got to keep our eye on the ball. So we've got a lot of Christians out there arguing about a lot of different things. And God speaks to us primarily through his word. All right, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, Isaiah 55, 11 says, so is my word that goes out from my mouth, it will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. So the Bible is God's word. And the Bible says it contains, right? This is 2 Timothy 3, all scripture is breathed by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Why? That the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So when people tell me, you know, that that God isn't still speaking, I'm like, are you kidding me right now? He speaks to us through his word all the time. Second Peter chapter one, verse three declares his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his glory and his goodness. Um, God can speak to us through events. He can uh, guide us through arranging our circumstances. This has certainly happened to me many, many times. And I'm telling you what, as I've been asking the Lord to intervene more in my life, because I recognize how very dependent on him I am. I am in desperate need of God's wisdom and God's direction, because there are a million different people trying to poke you know, poke at me and, and drag me a million different directions. And if I can't hear from the Lord, I'm not going to be able to, to know what he wants me to do. And so we, we want to, you know, keep, keep this in mind that God's primary way that he speaks to us is through his word. And God helps us to discern right from wrong. And he does it through the work of the Holy Spirit speaking to our conscience, right? So God is in the process of conforming our hearts and our minds to his thoughts and his mind. And we need to keep this in mind. All right. First uh, Peter one, six to seven reminds us, quote, in this, you greatly rejoice though. Now for a little while, you may have to suffer grief and all kinds of trials, but these have come so that your faith, which is of greater worth than gold, which perishes, even though refined by fire may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor at the coming of Christ. 
there's an excellent article at gotquestions.org. I'm going to link back to it. They said, God may sometimes speak audibly to people. It is highly doubtful, though, that this occurs as often as some people claim it does. Again, even in the Bible, God speaking audibly is the exception and not the rule. If anyone claims that God has spoken to him or her, always compare what is said with what the Bible says. If God were to speak today, his words would be in full agreement with what he has already said in the Bible. Second Timothy chapter three, verses 16 and 17, which I just read a moment ago, all scripture is God breathed and profitable for teaching, for correction, for reproof and for training in righteousness so that the man of God may be equipped and complete. And God's not going to contradict himself. And so I think sometimes we get really hung up, you know, did God speak to you? You guys listen, God is, I don't, I would never say that God would never do, you know, because there's nowhere in his word that he says he's not going to speak to us anymore. God could do it, right? God can do whatever he wants to do. What he won't do is contradict himself. What he won't do is do something that goes against his nature. So when someone says to me, well, God approves of homosexuality, no, he doesn't because his word says that he doesn't. So I don't care who came with their new revelation and their new thing that they want to tell me that God told them, God would never say something that is contrary to his word. And that is the main point. And when we get hung up, on all of these, you know, well, she said that God spoke to her. And then now we're arguing, we're looking up hit pieces on Priscilla Shire. I get, I'm bothered by this kind of stuff, right? We've, we, we've got to go back to the word. And uh, I'm more convinced, and I think I told you guys this at the, the start of today's show, more convinced and more burdened than ever to pray, to really seek the Lord and ask him for just a filling up so that we can hear his voice. So that when the Lord says, when you hear that still small voice, and you know that the Lord is telling you, go forward or say no or whatever, to go talk to that mother, whatever it is, that we're so sensitive to his spirit because we spent time in his word and we spent time alone with the Lord in prayer. And that doesn't happen by osmosis. It comes through you doing the hard work of being a disciple of Jesus Christ. And that's where it's found. That's all I have time for today, you guys. I'm going to go ahead and answer a couple more questions tomorrow. And I'm going to link back to a couple of articles that I read in the show notes today. I want to encourage you to continue to pray for this nation, for what's happening around us. Certainly, uh, there are so many things going on in the news. There was a devastating supply chain attack that has been hit, that's hit the United States. The initial reports are that it is a Russian hacking operation. I watched with a fair degree of horror the other day as CNN reporters who are clearly communist, or they at least like communism, praising China and Xi Jinping. And I would just like to remind you guys that these guys persecute Christians on the regular that they are persecuting the Uyghur Muslims. There is no freedom in China. Communism is not freedom. And the fact that this, the younger people in this nation are so blind, you can blame you know, lazy parents and a corrupt education system. We've, we have so much to be in prayer about. It's, it's very clear to me as I'm watching, you know, continuing to watch President Biden, every time he opens his mouth, I'm just like, why are they letting him out in public? It's unbelievable, unbelievable. And I think it goes back to this nation is under judgment. And how, what, what do we need to do? The Bible tells us, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their sin. God's saying, turn from your sin. Metanoia means I change my mind. I'm going to go the other direction. That's what needs to happen. So we need to be praying, you guys. This stuff that's happening in Pella uh, is 
cause for us to be reminded to pray. The things that are happening in Washington State are caused to come to prayer. And we need to be very serious about who we send to our city councils and our library boards and our school boards and places like Congress where I'm running. If we don't send godly people there, wickedness will fill the vacuum. And that's what's been happening. And it matters. So uh, I hope that encourages you guys today. Thank you so much for writing in. If you'd like your question read here at Mailbox Monday, the way to do that is to go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday. Leave your question there. They get a better chance of being read if they're short and sweet and to the point. And so we love hearing from you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everybody who's supporting my run for Congress. You guys can stay up on that at HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. Please go ahead and click on the volunteer tab, get on the mailing list, and uh, we're going to keep you apprised of all the things that are happening with the campaign. We love you guys. Have a great day. And I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.